0: All right. I have been talking about it for weeks. My new book that's coming out and a lot of you reached out. I offered to send it to you in a digital format, like kind of the not quite final version, the needs a few edits still version. I sent it out to you guys to take a look at like an advanced copy and tons of you reached out and asked for that. And for that support, I really, really thank you. But the day has finally come. My book Level Jumping is available right now on Amazon. So if you've got that advanced digital copy and you want to get your hands on an actual physical copy, then you can go to Amazon to get that right now. If you didn't get that advanced copy, no worries. It's there for you now on Amazon. Guys, I am so excited about this. I can't even tell you. And if you would go and grab yourself a copy and give me a rating and review on Amazon, it would mean the world. I'm really excited about it. And as you guys know, because I've been talking about it for a while, my book is all about how I scaled my business from uh, doing a couple of deals a month in real estate to well over 10, 12, 15 deals a month. I get asked all the time how I was able to scale up like that. And I have been helping people for years scale their business. Well, I figured it was time to put it in a book and that's exactly what I've done. So please go to Amazon right now. Check it out. Look for Level Jumping. I would be so grateful if you did. And if you give me a rating and review on Amazon for that book, I would really appreciate that also all right, guys, just wanted to give you that huge announcement, big news for me. All right, let's dive into the show now. I like it. What about you, Kirk? Same answer. Would you uh, Would you start by, by flipping houses if it was just you? Let's just say you didn't, you guys weren't partners, it was just you.
1: No, I, I wouldn't. I would wholesale only because I'm down in the Dominican Republic and I, I wouldn't trade that. I love where I'm at and more importantly, I love the organization, the ministry that I serve with and the kids that I serve for. So uh, that is my number one priority. And I probably wouldn't do anything that would sacrifice that at this point.
0: You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you coming back for more. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning into us and checking us out. Hopefully, I will deliver some serious gold bombs for you today. And The guests that I have are prime to do that so I'm excited for my for my chances of impressing you today on this show uh, I have on the show today some guys that I have known for a short time a couple of years real cool guys uh, uh, doing some investing remotely uh, so on the show today I have Kyle and Kirk Burnett They're twin brothers that invest in real estate together. Kyle lives in Cincinnati with his wife and two girls, and he's been investing in real estate for about three and a half years. Kirk moved to the Dominican Republic five years ago to work as a missionary where he met and married his wife. Now he works remotely full-time with the Burnett Group. It's the company that these guys own together while still volunteering at the nonprofit organization there, working with kids in the Dominican Republic. Very cool. They've bought and sold over 50 homes while focusing on helping people who need to sell their homes quickly. And you'll be able to hear in the interview uh, that Kirk, who's in the Dominican Republic, has birds chirping in the background. It's just, you can almost hear the paradise that that he's in. And he's doing some very, very good work there with kids and helping out people who are less fortunate. And these guys are the real deal. Not only are they smart investors, but they're really good people. And I think that combination is exactly the kind of people that I like surrounding myself with. Smart people, good business people, good people in general. Good hearts and good, good uh, intentions. So anyways, I'm excited to have them on the show today. And without any further ado, let's dive into it and meet Kirk and Kyle. All right. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kirk. I appreciate you guys doing this. And um, thanks for being on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, absolutely. us. Absolutely, awesome. All right, guys, let's dig in. Uh, I, I talked about this uh, right before we hopped on here, uh, but I, I know you guys personally. We've we've hung out. We were on a cruise together earlier in the year. Um, I know you guys are are fun guys. You're interesting. You have a kind of a cool story, and uh, I want to dive right into that. So let's talk. Let's go back. I'm obviously I'm going to ask you questions I already know the answer to, but everyone listening doesn't. So, let's go back a little bit before real estate. What were you guys up to? What what, what did you have other careers before real estate? And then what got you interested in real estate? Why are you doing this?
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll start. Um okay. I I was a recruiter, a headhunter, um did sales for them uh for about 3 years before I got into real estate and um I had been in corporate America for I don't know, eight years or so by then. And I was, I was just getting sick of it and uh, just started doing some research, uh, researched real estate investing for about a year. And then uh, at one, at, at one point I was just, I was fed up with it and decided to, to quit my job, get my real estate license and dive headfirst into.
0: So you quit your job before having any real success in real estate or maybe any success. You just quit your job, cold Turkey and went for it.
1: I did. Yeah. We were, it's I was married, no kids at the time. So we had some runway for that.
0: So you have a, a without having to even know her or, or know anything else about her, she's super cool because you quit your job without having any success or any evidence that this was going to work. So that's she, either that was a hard time for you guys or she's super cool. So <laughs> I'm assuming it's the super cool. That's yeah, for sure. That's awesome. What about you, Kirk? How did it work out for you?
1: So I was in corporate America in a management position in uh, industrial laundry and I, I loved the company. I was working 60, 70 hours a week there. Uh, I, I thought I would probably retire there. And then I started getting involved in, with a mission organization that serves underprivileged children in the Dominican Republic. And after I was at this company for a year, a few years, I just felt God calling me to joined this mission organization. So I sold my house that I had just bought three months earlier and moved to the Dominican Republic about four and a half years ago. And I've been serving with the mission organization ever since. And then about six months ago, uh, my brother and I, uh, we'd been talking about his real estate business that was doing well. And I just mentioned that, you know, I, I was still involved with the organization, but I had kind of worked myself out of a job and put some other people in the positions that I had previously been in. And I was not wanting to leave, but just felt that I wanted to move. That guy was moving me somewhere else. And so we talked for a while and decided that it would be a good fit. Anything I could do remote for him would be good. So I came on and been working with him for about the last six months.
0: Nice. So what's the name of the organization you work for? What's the... the Second mile missions and we operate, um,
1: out of Punta Cana in the Dominican okay. Republic.
0: Nice. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's the, uh, the, the end result here is that you're in Dominican Republic, uh, investing, working with your brother, uh, from paradise basically uh we were just talking before we hopped on here live that uh you've been at the beach a lot lately here in michigan we're still wearing winter coats it's uh may 12th and it's uh in the 30s right now and you're you're off at the beach just hanging out i love it man it's awesome i think you're you're a lot smarter than me you're you're somewhere that i would love to be my wife and i have talked about all the time just living somewhere near a beach in a tropical area like that's awesome man and you're helping kids good deal love it so how does this work now with you guys? You're, you're remote from each other, obviously. Uh, are you guys uh, investing in Kyle's area in his market, or are you guys at a third location investing or how, how does that work? What are, what are the logistics like?
1: Yes. Yeah, so right now we're investing in Cincinnati, which is where I'm at. And that's where I started and that's where we've been. Uh, we're actually looking, we'll, Kirk's pretty much taking the lead on it now, but we're looking at, at moving into a remote market. So hopefully we'll be in, in another market within the next couple months.
0: Okay. Awesome. Is yep. it so you don't have to tell me where? I know it's probably under lock and key, but is it somewhere in the Midwest or is it somewhere far from Cincinnati?
1: Uh it's it's a decent ways from Cincinnati. Okay,
0: okay, cool. Cool. And I assume you you did your homework, you know where you're going. Um that's exciting. So when you do that, what so let's tell everybody too, so they're familiar, what kind of investing are you guys doing? Are you flipping, you're wholesaling, buying, hold? What are you doing?
1: So right now we've mainly been flipping and wholesaling. We haven't done a whole lot of wholesaling, okay. uh, but we're we're starting to move toward the wholesale more. And when we go into the remote market, that's, that's mostly what we'll be doing is wholesaling.
0: Okay. Awesome. So wholesaling in the remote market and you'll keep your operations going in Cincinnati, I assume, right? You're going to be in two different markets. Okay. Yeah, for sure. What do you both do for the business? What do you, Kyle, what do you do being local to the, to the business and, and Kirk from a distance now diminishing public, what do you, what are you doing to help the company? We'll start with Kirk. Kirk. That's fine. You look like you were getting ready to talk. Let's go.
1: So when I came on, I was originally just doing mainly the marketing. And then I, I took over some other, we had a VA and took over some, some other things regarding him and, that was uh, probably not a full time position, and so. But then when this coronavirus hit, the schools closed down, so I was basically not not working with the mission organization at the time. And and I said, hey Kyle, what do you think about moving into another market? You know, we've basically exhausted lists in the market that we're in in Cincinnati, and so I brought it up. I have more time on my hands, so basically I'm spearheading that as well. So I'm still handling all the marketing, and then I'm working through moving into a new market and our 12 12 week year is my 12 week year is fully focused on moving into this new market.
0: What's a 12 week year? Let's tell people what that is.
1: Uh, The 12 week year is like an accountability year. And so you just, you focus on your rocks for the 12 weeks as if it was just a year, but you just, you have, you laser focus on um, a few small things. And instead of having uh, an entire year where you have, your goals laid out over an entire year, you just specify a, a set goal, one set goal for the 12 week year. And you just, you work on that and just keep focused just on that one goal.
0: Okay. And a rock just for people is essentially um, a, something that moves the needle for your company, a big a, objective or a project that you want to get finished within a certain amount of time. So that's what a rock is. It comes from, I, I don't know if they talk about this in 12 week year, but I know they talk about rocks and traction, the book traction, the 12 week year is, it's a it's a book. It's based off a book, right? Or am I wrong about that?
1: Yeah, it's based off a book. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: I thought so. Okay, cool. So I got what you're doing, and I want to dig into this remote thing. But Kyle, what is your what's your focus, or what is your responsibility right now in the company?
1: So here in Cincinnati, I'm doing uh, all the acquisitions and uh, project management
0: mainly. Okay, cool. Th- that makes sense because you're local that you can do that. Um, yeah. So mostly you're flipping and you're wholesaling. How has that business grown, or has it grown, I should say, it's a better question, over the last couple of years, in and what do you attribute that to?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely grown over the last couple of years. Um, I started about three and a half years ago, and um, I don't know, what is it, about a year and a half ago, I guess I'm going on two years ago now, I was at a point where it was, it was just me and I was doing everything, and we were mainly focused on flipping at the time. And I was just I was as far as I could be by myself, and that's when I joined Seven Figure Flipping, and um, got involved with that. And then I hired my first lead intake admin, admin assistant, and she's still with us to this day. Um, about two years later, um, and then it's it's continued to grow from that. But the community that we have, and and the you know the way everybody shares information in, in seven figure has definitely helped us to take it to the next level. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And if you guys aren't familiar listening to it, seven figure flipping is a mastermind. There'll be a link in the show notes, but it's a mastermind of high level investors. Like he, like Kyle just said, sharing information, what's working, what's not working, networking together and kind of helping each other grow. So since joining the group that you've accelerated, sounds like you did some hiring. That, that's a huge hurdle for people actually is you get to a certain point and you're running around like crazy. You're at capacity and they don't know how to how to go further and usually it, it is bringing someone in to help out with things that are taking up a lot of your time so I, I did the exact same thing I mean that's literally what what changed my business was just bringing people in to help and, and hiring people so um, that's awesome now going into the new market you're going to be you're not going to be flipping and wholetailing so much or maybe not at all you're going to be focusing more on wholesaling two questions why? why change the model when you go to the new market and what challenges do you guys feel like you're having to kind of work out right now to get that to to work?
1: So uh, the reason we're changing the model is just because it's, it's just not feasible to flip and market a remote market for us. Anyway Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to just hold tail because you don't necessarily have to have boots on the ground and, We've uh, we've expanded our market in Cincinnati already, um, but Kyle is limited on as far as he can drive and with projects being the project manager as well. So we decided that it would be it would be more feasible to open up in a remote market. And so some of the challenges we are looking at doing everything closing all over the phone and not having any boots on the ground there and so there there's some challenges with that but it's it's being done so I know it can be done I have faith that it will be done for us it's just a matter of working out the kinks and hopefully if we can if we can do that in one market then um we'll be able to move into more markets in the future so the the plan is to perfect it in this market and then move on to other markets and as well if we can do it in that market then we can also close over the phone in Cincinnati as well. And it'll relieve Kyle from having to be the acquisitions manager
0: as well. So are you, did you guys bring someone in or is there somebody on your team that's going to be closing over the phone or Kyle, are you going to be doing that in the short term?
1: We are in the process right now of looking at hiring. So we have okay. a job application on wise hire for a phone closer okay. right now. So I'm going through and looking through resumes a couple of times a week and we'll start interviewing next week. Nice.
0: Nice. So you guys will start that now. Uh, you you mentioned wholesaling. Are you guys going to wholesale or wholesale or both in the new market?
1: We will pro- probably primarily wholesale okay. only just because of uh, logistics with funding and things. Yeah, we have. It's just easier to to wholesale than than look for fundings on that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And then having that phone close or someone who can get on the phone. And like you said, you're totally right. There's people in seven-figure flipping we know that are doing this already, closing off the phone. It can be done for sure. And then once you kind of nail that, you're right, you can do that in Cincinnati. You can do it anywhere, right? I mean, it's just rinse and repeat kind of a situation. So are you guys starting to build your buyer's list out in this new market yet? Or what's the plan for, what's the exit strategy? I know you're wholesaling, but like, what is your plan to to move the properties?
1: Yeah. So I, I'm working on getting a squeeze page up this week and we'll start building our buyers list next week. And then we'll build our buyers list in the next few weeks as at the same time we're interviewing. And hopefully if, if everything comes together, like, like I hope it will, we can have the phone closer hired at the, about the same time we have started getting our buyers list built up and we just run from there. As soon as we get, the phone closer up and trained, and we just go.
0: Nice. Can you give the listeners any tips on building a buyer's list in a remote market? How, how do you go about something like that?
1: Uh, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna start off with some cold calling. So we're gonna pull some lists of cash buyers. Okay. And start off with cold calling and texting. And then um, one way that we've built uh, some of the buyers list in Cincinnati is we'll join all the local Facebook groups. And then we'll have a VA go through and just scrub every post, everything in those groups for phone numbers and email addresses. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's smart. So you guys are pulling a list of buyers. I I assume you're pulling that from list source or am I wrong about that? Is that where you're getting your list of buyers? Okay, cool. Yeah. That makes total sense. Um, are are, any, are you, have you guys investigated listing them on the MLS or anything like that? Is that possible where you're going?
1: We have not investigated that. Okay. Uh, it's, some might argue. I'd say it's not possible in Ohio where we're at. Um, at least I think with myself being a realtor and a licensed agent. Okay. We can't do that here, but yeah, uh, I know in other markets
0: you, you can. So. Yeah. 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 It's definitely worth an ask. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about where you guys are going from here. Like we know you're in Cincinnati. You have the new market that you're going into. You're going to be wholesaling there. what's what's on the horizon for you? What are you planning on doing now?
1: Well, we'd like to continue. I I think we'll continue to do the fix and flips here in Cincinnati. And we've, like Kirk mentioned earlier, we've kind of expanded our list to, um, we're going out about an hour from from where I'm located and that's about further that we want to go. Our plan is to expand into this one market and test it out. And then from there, go into... You try to move into some other markets and we're gonna initially test it out with some um less costly marketing efforts like texting and cold calling, as yep. opposed to, you know, spending five grand a month or more in direct mail and then three months down the road you've burnt through fifteen grand and you have nothing.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So we're kinda we're gonna try to go for some of the low hanging fruit to to prove the model and to hopefully get some some cash flow from that area first.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. So is there anything, you know, you guys are moving into, I don't know when you're planning on like really like being up and running in the new market, but with what's happening in the world right now and some of the restrictions that that, that we're having out there and the quarantine and all that, what challenges, if any, are you guys finding right now in your business? And do you anticipate there being an issue in the new market? I know we all don't know when the quarantine is going to be up and when everything is going to go back to normal. But is there anything, are you like at all uh, slowing your role a little bit about the new market or just full steam ahead? And, and what does it look like for you right now in the current state of things in the world?
1: Yeah, right now, I, I think we're full steam ahead in the new market and we're going to test it out. And I think things are starting to loosen up. Um yeah. I guess it depends on what state where you're at, but um, as far as challenges in Cincinnati, we haven't seen much, much of a challenge. We've seen probably an uptick of, of people more interested, you know, especially from what I've seen over the last month is that, that older, tired landlord, that guy that's 60 years old and has, you know, one or two rentals. And he's just like, this is the final straw. Yeah. So we've gotten, we've seen that a lot more. Yeah. Um, you know, getting into the properties has, I wouldn't say it's really been a challenge. Most people, if they want to sell, they're open to it. I mean, you know, we take precautions and wear a mask if somebody wants us to, Right. Um, I kind of leave it up to the seller about what they want to do.
0: Yeah, and I'll just say for the record, I love that. I love that you guys, your answer was full steam ahead with this because I think too many people are honestly using this as an excuse of, of why their business isn't going very well. And I get it. There are some legitimate... Um, issues with what's happening right now, but to be honest, I think something like this happening kind of tests your company. And are are there holes in your game, or are there areas that you're not efficient, or you are wasting money? And it's time to to look at those areas of your business and, and sure them up. If there are people that just weren't performing, and you were kind of putting it off, you know, now you know it's it might just be showing through and where your weaknesses might be. So. Too many people are like kind of playing defense, and they're fear-based in what they're doing, especially as entrepreneurs. I love that you guys... I didn't want to prompt you, or I didn't want to lead you in a direction. I was hoping you would say full steam ahead, and you did, because you guys are awesome. I know that anyway. But um, for all of you guys listening out there, especially during this time with, with COVID and everything don't make this an excuse to not be successful. Like, Just figure it out. I mean, just make your move, right? Life made its move. Here you go. Boom. Quarantine, COVID, now what? And then you have a decision. You can curl up in a ball and die, or you can literally like figure it out and figure out how you're going to make your path forward. And you guys are not only going full steam ahead, you're going full steam ahead in a new market, which is awesome. I, I love that. I love that answer. I'm glad you guys are doing that. So talk to me a little bit about this remote team that you guys have what kind of how do you organize yourself and what sort of software or tools or like how, how does your company operate
1: yeah so we uh so it's myself and kirk and then maggie our assistant um and she's she lives in cincinnati and now i don't think we would need that but it, it does it is nice that she knows the area at least yeah But so every, every week, and look, we don't, we don't, there's definitely people that do this a lot better than, than we do. But every week we have a a Monday morning call at at 9am and we just go over some things like, you know, how is everything going? How was the marketing last week? What are we seeing? Especially right now with, with COVID and everything, you know, anything that we can see, you know, day to day or week to week. Um, And then We were using, we still do use Slack a little bit, but um, actually we, we found that WhatsApp works pretty good for us because we can just, uh, I think some people use Voxer. It's pretty, it's very similar, but we can just press, you know, it's like a walkie talkie. Mm -hmm. So when I'm driving or I get it out of an appointment or whatever, I can just, I can just send a a message to Maggie or whoever and ask, you know, tell her to put notes in or whatever. Um, And so, we're we're constantly communicating with each other um either over slack or whatsapp
0: yeah we use whatsapp quite a bit in our company too we haven't gone to slack I mean, we try to keep everything in the crm and whatsapp as much as as possible and then i don't know about you guys but we use google drive a lot you know, like google docs oh, yeah. and things like that just so it's convenient for everyone to to modify things but yeah man google google suite you know the google docs basically whatsapp and our our crm is like our whole business so um, it can, this thing can definitely be done remotely. I think a lot of people, I, I was guilty of this too, actually phone closings. I have resisted it for years because I just thought, Hey, I have a great, my partner's a great sales guy. So I always thought, you know, I would rather have him in, in a, in a room with a seller cause I know he'll close it. You take him out of the room and put him on the phone. It's like you lose half of your advantage. But the reality is he also drives, you know, maybe 40 minutes, an hour to an appointment, an hour back and the prep time, like, yeah, maybe he would do statistically better on a, on a call-by-call basis, but he can make a dozen offers a day, no problem, right? Where he can only get on two to three appointments a day, realistically, if he's doing follow-up and all that. So, you know, the numbers bear out and it makes sense. If he's making 12 offers and, you know, a third of those are happening, or he's going on three appointments and a third of those, or even half of those are happening, like, do the math like you're going to you're going to statistically be- do better over the long term if you're making more offers more often so i think it's awesome i think it's a good idea um it's definitely something people should consider especially this isn't your situation but if you're in a market that's just saturated and highly highly competitive don't lose heart. Don't think that you can't do this business. You just might have to be more creative and do it outside of your local market. And with all the technology and things we have now, like you were saying, Kyle, you don't even, your team doesn't have to even be where you are. Like they can be anywhere. So now you go, well, I can't find anyone to answer phones that's really, really good in my market. Okay, great. Get someone from anywhere. You know, like doesn't even matter. I know people who have, who have their main phone person isn't even native English speaker, you know, and there's a definite accent, right? You all know who I'm talking about. And, um, she's, she's awesome. You just, you got to get over your own un, un unreasonable or unfounded fears. And I had a lot of those. So,
1: yeah, I, I think that, well, the ad that we posted for the phone closer, we posted it remote. And now I think almost all the resumes we're getting are outside of Cincinnati.
0: Imagine so. the talent you have to pull from when you open up you know, you're hiring to any anywhere, basically anybody who who has a phone and a voice that's nice. You know what I mean? Like that's about it. So yeah. that, that is so cool. Um, just, I like asking this question. It's a little bit off the cuff, but if you guys were to start completely over, like what would you do? How would you, what kind of business would you form? And And maybe you would do exactly what you're doing in the new market. I don't know. But if knowing what you know, if you guys had to wipe everything clean, start completely over in a new city, what would you do?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, first off, I'd start five years ago instead of today. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I'd start well, twenty years ago, but yeah, But
1: no, I, I you know I don't know. I, I would probably ramp things up quicker, but I don't know that I'd I would do a lot of things different. I mean, I I do enjoy the the flipping aspect of things, and I don't think you know I don't think that's something that'll ever go away.
0: So you would be you would start by flipping. Is that Fair to say that you you'd flip houses yeah. to start. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I tend to agree. Honestly, I'm a wholesaler, but if I had to start over again with no resources and just all just what's in my head, I probably would start by flipping. My daughter came to me um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, and uh, she wanted to to start investing, and I suggested that she try flipping first, um, because honestly, people talk about house flippers. You know, you, you need all this money, and and wholesaling you don't it's sort of misleading. You don't need wholesaling. You don't need money in wholesaling to buy houses. That's totally true, but you need some funds to, to do your marketing and to get your marketing up running, especially if you don't have a lot of time, you've got to, you've got to spend money to get, to get the word out. So while you don't need maybe as much money, the money is much less secure. And for flipping, there's always institutional lending. There's private lending, like there's ways you can do it. So she had no real money to get started. And she started by flipping and using hard money and, she flipped three houses last year. So that's probably what I would do too. Honestly, I I've I flipped houses while I had a full-time job, but I don't think I could wholesale with a full-time job. Ironically, it just, it just, especially when you're scaling up, maybe in the beginning, but as you scale up, your team starts growing a little bit and it gets difficult. So I like it. What about you, Kirk? Same answer. Would you, uh, would you start by, by flipping houses? If it was just you, let's just say you didn't, you guys weren't partners. It was just you.
1: No, I I wouldn't. I would wholesale only because I'm down in the Dominican Republic and I I wouldn't trade that. I love where I'm at. And more importantly, I love the organization, the ministry that I serve with and the kids that I serve for. So uh, that is my number one priority. And I probably wouldn't do anything that would sacrifice that at this point. But in wholesaling would be the only option. It's a short, easy answer. No,
0: I love it, man. I love it. And this is why I love you guys, by the way. You're both such good guys, such good people, and uh, I, like I said, we we had dinner and things on the cruise and got to spend a little time. You're just good people, man. It's I, I love surrounding myself with people like you, and it it shines through. You guys are both super nice guys. Any any other last words of advice or tips or anything for anybody who's listening? Who's like, ah, you know, there's so many people out there that listen to podcasts like this, and they want to get started. They want to do it. They're nervous. They're freaked out. Like, what can you maybe say to them that would ease their fears or what, what did you, what was it in you that made you want to just go for it and quit your job for crying out loud? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I would just say, you know, take action now. Like you're like, you know, I always, I, I look at the decisions that I have right now and, and think about, you know, in 10 years when I'm, you know, we just turned 35 when I'm 45, like, how am I going to look back on that? Am I going to regret the decisions that I made? And like, I can't think of any decisions that I have made to take action that that I regret now or will regret in the future. But I I can tell you a, a thousand things that I, I've decided not to do that I do regret. Um, yeah. So you know you don't want to have the regret of not taking action. Anybody can live with the regret of trying and it didn't work out. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. Kirk, do you want to add to that or?
1: Yeah, for me, I would say for anybody that's that's ready to go in is. Um, just find, find a group or a mastermind as quick as possible. I know when, before I came on and, and I talked to my brother and he told me about his mastermind and then he told me the cost, I was shocked. Uh, and as soon as I came on and I was in the mastermind myself and I spent, even before the cruise, when I was in on the Facebook, I just couldn't, couldn't believe the, the learning curve. It was just so quick that I was learning about everything about all sides of the business. Um, And it was just, it would be a no brainer to me now. And then after getting around all those people on the cruise, and now I have so many friends all over the United States that are flipping and wholesaling. And it's just, it's almost like a family in in the group. And you can just pretty much ask anybody anything. And they're 100% open book about about how they do things and about the company. And so yeah, that would be my suggestion to anybody is just to make sure don't hesitate and don't think that um, it's the investment's not going to be worth it. If you get in a good group, it's just, it pays itself. To it in.
0: Totally. And if you guys want more information, we're talking a little bit about the seven figure flipping group. If you want more information, you can shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and just make the, seven, uh, the subject line seven figure flipping. And uh, I'll get back to you right away. We can chat about it if you're interested. So uh, we'll have that in the show notes too, so you guys can check it out. But Kyle and Kirk, listen, I, I appreciate your time I'm super jealous of you, Kirk. I'm hearing the birds in the background. It's very tranquil. It's very, uh, I'm, I'm just jealous, man. I want to, I need to live in paradise like that. And what you're doing down there obviously goes without saying it's awesome. Why don't you one more time, give us the name of that organization. If people are interested, they can look it up and maybe support.
1: Second Mile Missions. You can look it up at 2ndmilemissions.org. Awesome. So secondmilemissions.org.
0: Okay. We'll throw that in the show notes too. If anyone's interested, you can check that out. Guys, have an awesome rest of your day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I loved seeing you here again. It's been a a little bit since I've got to see you. So it was good to see you again and get a chance to catch up. You guys have an awesome rest of your week. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. You, You too. All right. We'll see you guys. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview. Those guys are really cool. I love talking to them, and I got to hang out with them a little bit a few months ago on a seven-figure flipping cruise, which we chatted about uh, a bit in that episode. Um, just really good guys. They really left a mark on me in terms of just wanting to spend more time around them, and and people like them. I mean, they're just good people, good hearts. I think that came through pretty loud and clear on the podcast, and um, and they mean it. They live it, right? They, they walk the walk, they talk the talk, and uh, they're doing... Uh, Tremendous in their business as well, but you know, that's not at the detriment of being awesome people. So I love talking to guys like that. I love talking to people who are just killing it in their business and just the, the best people you could ever want to be around. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. A little taste of what it's like to uh, invest remotely, which we can all do. Uh, it kind of eliminates and, and levels the playing field and eliminates some objections. So if that's you and you feel like that's the way that you want to attack this business, then go for it. But there's only one way you're going to make that happen. And believe me, these guys hit on it during the episode. You have to get out there and just start. So get out there and just start. Make it happen for you. Make today Great. Talk to you next time. Okay, good. You're still here. You know, if you hang around long enough on my podcast and listen all the way to the end, sometimes I share things with you that you just won't hear anywhere else. So I want to talk to you about the seven-figure flipping vault. Guys, this is a video library filled with everything you need to know about building a house flipping or wholesaling business. And if you already have a house flipping and wholesaling business and you think you don't need what's in this vault, let me tell you, think again. I'm going to read you some of the titles of the videos that you get inside this vault. How to set your goals, right? Goal setting and planning, how to measure your results, how to find motivated sellers in your market. Are you kidding me? That's like probably the number one thing I get asked by all real estate investors. How do I find motivated sellers? We have a video that covers that from A to Z, how to pick a market, how to know if your market that you're in is a good market for you to be in. Is it good for you as a wholesaler? Is it good for you as a flipper? There are ways, there are things that you can do to find out if you're in the right market, how to set up a phone system to track calls and manage leads. Uh, what kind of CRM should you be using? Uh, When you talk to the homeowner, when you're meeting with sellers, getting that contract signed, how do you do that? What contracts and forms do you need? Do you need the contracts and forms? Well, they're in there. They're available to you. So that's a lot of the flipping stuff with wholesalers, uh, finding those cash buyers. How are you finding buyers that are gonna buy the deals that you're finding when you're in the home talking to the seller? 16 hacks to build and grow your buyers list. How to pick a good market? Again, just like a house flipper, you need to know if you're in a good market as a a wholesaler. And the videos inside of this vault are going to give you everything. Deal analysis, finding the ARV, as is value and using the tools that it takes to dial those numbers in just right. Estimating the repair of, uh, or the cost of repairs when you're doing a flip. Right? How do you estimate those things? How do you know? And then on top of that, when you buy this fault, when you get in there, you get a whole series on marketing. How to use list source to pull motivated seller lists. How to skip trace the information if you need to skip trace it and get phone numbers and things like that. How to find deals without spending money. Free strategies to find motivated sellers and then there's another video nine low cost leads nine low cost lead source generators and then bandit signs uh we talk about a little bit if that's something that works driving for dollars ringless voicemail cold calling i mean the list goes on and on of all the ways that we show you how to market and get great deals and if that's not enough There's another whole series that comes with this as well about sales and negotiation. Probably the number one difficulty that people have in their business is sales and negotiation. And we walk through it in a multi-series of videos exactly how to negotiate with sellers, exactly how to negotiate with buyers, what's it look like behind the scenes of a sales meeting with our team? What do we what do we tell our salespeople when they're going out on the road to to get those deals? Like what does that behind the scenes conversation look like? You're gonna see all of that. Guys, there are so many videos that cover every aspect of real estate investing from a wholesaler and a flipper's perspective. If I had these videos, I could have shortcut years and years off of my success track. And I've been able to be very successful, but I guarantee I wasted four or five years just trying to figure it out. You don't have to figure it out anymore. There are solutions out there, and this is one. How do you find me, you might be asking. Great question. If you go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash vault, that's juststartrealestate.com forward slash vault. It'll take you right to it. You can check out the videos. You can see what's all offered there. Guys, this is a tremendous opportunity for you to really turbocharge your business. And we're in kind of a tough time right now for real estate. House prices are are kind of high all over the place. We have the coronavirus. It's harder and harder to get things done. You need something to help you get over this hump. And this is it, in my opinion. So go check it out. JustStartRealEstate.com forward slash vault